Tonight's episode is in no way, shape, or form to attack or offend the African-American community, but only to educate. These are experiences, opinions, and facts that will be spoken. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. God bless. Yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Adultish. I am super excited, but I'm also very, um, I guess, a little scared of this episode because this is going to uh, delve into some places that I feel us as a community, we kind of shy away from a little bit and we're going to be talking about it. Um, I'm going to be addressing and talking to the Black community as a whole um, because I do feel like it's important for us to know and be aware of what it is we do as well. So um, tonight I have a very special guest that's on. I've known her basically for my, almost my entire life. Um, Sadani, how are you? I'm good. How's it going? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so glad that you joined the conversation tonight. Definitely. I'm, I miss you. I just have to I put that out you. there. Like in the <laughs> middle of the country. Yeah. So let me just put that out there real quick. <laughs> For real, for real. Um, yeah, so um, I, I definitely wanted to do this episode and um, bring light, I guess, to um, a, very, a very real struggle that us as a Black community, we do go through. And um, I'm talking about topics such as colorism and featureism but within the black community like we of course we we face it outside and we know what it is to be judged and looked at differently from um other races especially um the caucasian race uh, we know that like there's a lot more judgment not from everyone that is caucasian by the way i want to put that out there not from everyone but we get, you know, certain stares, we get looks, we already get prejudged from that side. But sometimes we don't really address ourselves. We don't really address what's going on in our own homes, in our own community. So tonight we're kind of like going to deal with ourselves. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, some experiences that I myself have gone through. A few people have written to me about this particular episode and um, I'm gonna talk about their experiences as well, a little bit about their experiences. Um, so when we talk about colorism and racism and featureism, it's mostly, like I said before, towards the white or Caucasian race. Or but, just non non black people. Or just non black people. Right? Yeah. right. 
So yeah, like non-black people in general. So, but growing up and even now in adulthood, we do experience this behavior in our own culture. And I guess I would say, why is it that us as black people point the fingers at everyone else and turn a blind eye to what it is that we do? And I, you know, growing up, I can even remember that there were only certain girls chosen to represent or be the face of, you know, a track team, a cheerleading squad and et cetera. And it would usually be black girls with European features. And what I mean by European features, slender noses, smaller lips, curly um, hair, curly, yeah, like softer texture here. And, um, you know, usually uh, girls that would look like me that have more of a defined jawline, um, higher cheekbones, a bigger nose, fuller lips, a darker hue um, for C hair. You know, we would kind of get pushed to the back and sometimes, you know, and no offense, but you like those girls that look like me we would know a little bit more about or be more educated about what it is that you know whatever whatever the subject was whatever the you know the extracurricular activity was it's like it's it kind of felt like we were a little bit more talented you know no offense though like it, it it felt like we were a little bit more talented but the talent didn't mean anything It was just the look of it. And so, you know, and this was within our own communities because I went to all black school and my elementary school was very heavily um, African, like the African culture in my elementary school was pushed. We celebrated Kwanzaa. We had... um, something called Sankofa. We we celebrated that. We celebrated like all of the big African holidays. So, you know, our school was very, very, you know, deep into like African roots and making sure we were well-versed in, in what and where we came from. So it kind of, I wouldn't say surprised me, but when I was younger, it always made me- It was confusing. Yeah, it always kind of confused me because you taught us so much about it, but you kind of like said, oh, well, you know, let's put this one, you know, at the forefront. Let's let's make this one the face of what what it is, you know, we're doing. And Mm -hmm. I never really understood it growing up. And, you know- I, we grew up in New York, Brooklyn, to be exact, and <laughs> we have a little bit <laughs> of a different story to tell because Brooklyn is a melting pot, you know, and every culture like goes to school with us, even in our, you know, in our inner city areas, like a lot of different cultures go to school with us, especially the um, Hispanics. They go to school with us. And I will never forget, there was, um, it was three kids that were like bugging out, doing like just craziness, always in trouble all the time. And there was um, a darker skinned boy, 
a light skinned boy that was that was black, but he was light skinned with green mm -hmm. eyes and blonde hair. And there was a Hispanic boy. And the Hispanic boy kind of got away with it, just like, you know, he has ADHD. So, you know, it's it's like that. So just excuse him, you know, because he doesn't mean it. He didn't take his medication. And then the lighter skinned boy, oh, he doesn't really do this a lot. He just follows behind them. So it's not his fault, really. But then the darker skinned boy, he was always suspended. He was always like taken out and, you know, being. He's the threat. Right? Yeah. And growing up of course at the time we didn't have the words for it we didn't know what that was but we just knew that it wasn't all his fault you know so I guess growing up now and as we grow and as we evolve it's like we're taking the playground mindset and we're taking the you know the I would even say the plantation mindset and we're bringing it into our workplaces. We're bringing it into our churches. We're bringing it into our homes, even. And um, we don't we don't realize what we're really doing, or we may be ignorant to what we're doing and and how we're showing favoritism to certain people. And it's like you know what I mean because it's like I don't know if there's like a subconscious thing that's happening. Well, I mean uh, in so it's interesting. Um, Nanny H. Burroughs. She's mm -hmm. a she was a activist and educator. And in a 1904 speech, mm. she sarcastically quipped that she says, uh, "Many Negroes have color phobia as badly as the white folks have Negrophobia." Wow. And so, <laughs> wow. Um, you know, uh, Franz Fanon, who is has been dead for a mighty long time, mm -hmm. but is a phenomenal um, psychiatrist. He was a phenomenal psychiatrist yeah. and philosopher. Um, and he always talks about, great book, uh, The Wretched of the Earth. And right. in it, he talks about how colonization, um, how colonialism, the impact that it has on those who are colonized. And yeah. he basically says, that those who are colonized upon newfound freedom, upon having the task of building a new nation, he's like, the first thing that they do mm. is look for somebody else to repress. Yeah. Because the idea that violence is the only language that they know. Mm -hmm. And so when they have to communicate, they communicate violently. Wow. Um, and so <clears throat> within the context of the African diaspora. Right. Um, and so that means those of us who are in Brazil, yeah. um, in the Caribbean, in the UK, here in the States, wherever you are, mm -hmm. uh, where you are not um, the majority, or even if you are the majority in numbers, you are not the majority in, in power. Right. There's, there's this thing that happens where the hatred that you've been fed for centuries, mm -hmm. you turn around and you're like, well, what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this? And 
you're just finding somewhere else to to offload that hatred and mm. I think it's nuanced uh the issue of of colorism and futurism because in addition to that there's also this notion this need to assimilate mm. so you know like how uh during the Jim Crow era actually long before the Jim Crow era yeah. for since like since the beginning of shadow slavery um mm passing has been a thing right so yeah. if you could pass for white yes. you would because you could survive mm-hmm, and exactly. you know i don't begrudge anyone who had to do that in the past right you survived yeah you, they had you, to do what they had to do right you made it work for yeah. you um the thing is <clears throat> in the states in the uk wherever um your best bet or rather the best way for you to assimilate is your proximity to whiteness. Mm. And so what that means is for lighter skinned black yeah. folk, uh, lighter skinned Latino folk, it means, look, if somebody's going, if I'm walking down the street and somebody assumes mm-hmm. I'm white, I'm not going to say anything. Right. <laughs> and in addition it's not just assimilation in terms of passing for whiteness, but assimilation also means anti-blackness, Yes, right? Yes. The best way to prove that you are American is to be Mm anti-black. And so (laughs) if that means, right, if that means like what uh, Nanny Barrow said when she's like, listen, we hate each other just as bad as they do. That is, oh, yeah. Mm. You know, um, I think, and also the issue of, of colorism is a issue of self-perception. Right. Um, the term colorism didn't exist. It didn't appear until 1983. Alice Walker writes what is now ha- known in high regard. It's held as like the womanist mm-hmm. text. She writes uh, in search of our mother's garden. And that's the first time that we see yeah. it written down the term colorism. Yeah. Um, and the reason why, although the feeling, the sentiment, the tension, the struggle has always been there, um, the reason why it never quite had a term is because it means different things in different mm-hmm. communities. It means different things um, for different people. There are no clear lines about those definitions. And so what that means is it's just a matter of self-perception. Yes. And so you have dark-skinned Black people who are like, hey, man, I'm Black. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> it is what it is. Right. Right? Um, and they embrace it. And, you know, Black is beautiful. Black is bold. Black is lovely. And they're they're fine with it. Mm-hmm. And then, and when they have their children, they teach their children to embrace right. their Blackness, to embrace their, their uh, African yes. features. Um, but then you also have parents who uh you know they they make sure that they that their spouse is lighter mm-hmm. skin softer yes. hair because you know they want to have <laughs> yes. pretty babies yes. um and that that's that's a manner that's a problem a matter of self-perception how do you see mm-hmm. yourself you know how do you perceive yourself what do you think of yourself um yeah because I even but I don't want to like... say 
um sorry to cut you off right here but i it's such a like good point as what you made um to like making sure you marry a person with softer hair or um a lighter skin because you want your children to quote unquote have you know softer hair or a lighter uh, um a lighter hue a li you know and i remember i i feel like you opened you you first kind of taught me a little bit um about all of this stuff and i think we were having a conversation and i said uh oh yeah i feel like this person has like good hair and you were like mm -mm, mm -mm, everyone has good hair and i was just like yeah, yeah I'm, like, I'm like wait <laughs> I'm like, okay and when you started to like go into it i'm like wait a minute you know what she has a point just because my hair may be a little bit more coarse and you know not as easy to I guess do certain styles or whatever it is it doesn't mean that I don't have good hair it just means my hair is a different right, texture just because someone doesn't right. have long hair doesn't mean that they don't have good hair you can have long hair and your hair can be right. Good exactly. hair is healthy hair. Good hair is healthy hair. And That's I remember it. you kind of like teaching me about that. And so um, that was kind of my first experience into really like looking at myself and like kind of saying, hmm, are there some things that I'm ignorant to? Because sometimes, you know, and no offense, our parents can only do as much as they, they know, you know, especially our parents mm -hmm. are from the Caribbean. Um, so it's a different yeah. culture. And this is oh, a huge issue. Right. It's yeah. Huge it's issue. a different, it's a different culture. <laughs> so um, with, with having parents from the Caribbean, having family members that are from the Caribbean, there would be one summer and <laughs> there'll be one summer I would go to, to to Jamaica and it's like I know somebody or or I've seen someone that is friends with my cousins and it's like they're dark you know they they look like me they they have darker skin and the next year whenever I come back they they have lighter skin and yeah I didn't know love <laughs> And their hands are the same color as mine. And I'm just like, okay, hold on. And that's when I was introduced to skin bleaching. And I said, wow, mm -hmm. like people really do Which, this. by the way, isn't, you know, it's, it's not, not a new thing. Like Natanola has, Natanola had um, advertisements in the like 1940s mm. that promised lovelier, wow. lighter skin. Uh, and... You know, the model was always a yeah. woman, always. Um, and now we're talking about that was 1940s. Mm -hmm. Now we're in 2021 and like skin altering chemicals and creams. That's a multi-billion dollar industry. Yes. And it's global, global, you know. And so that's why and that's why, although I do believe that colorism and futurism is a is a matter of self-perception, I have to emphasize that the the problem isn't just self-perception it isn't just you know like saying black people mm -hmm. love yourselves mm -hmm. learn to love yourselves accept who you are feel good in your skin it isn't just that um it's also the issue of 
the the white gaze of mainstream mm-hmm. society, right? It's it's how it's how um, our social spheres are yeah. constructed and created. It's how systemic oppression bleeds into our home, and by that I mean the fact that like there's a 2007 study that talks about um, the different pay the different pay rates for mm-hmm, darker skinned mm-hmm. men. And how it mirrors the same for black and white men. So basically, you know, black men are making less than white men, but even furthermore, darker skinned black men are making less than light skinned mm. black men, right? Uh, looking at our criminal yeah. justice system, the fact that in 2011, there was a re- there was a research study uh, that talks about how, on average, darker skinned women are given longer prison yeah, yeah. sentences yep. mm-hmm. in the United States, right? So, um, and we know those of us who go to public mm-hmm. school, yeah, we know for sure, darker oh, skinned yeah. girls are suspended High. at higher rates than the rest yes, of their very peers, true. right? So not just, and when we mean by the rest of their peers, not just. Uh, light-skinned nope. black girls or <laughs> you know Latino girls but also yes. white girls black yeah. boys white boys mm-hmm. they you know they tend to be suspended yes. at higher rates um, when you look at romance and love mm-hmm. time and time again every five to ten years there's another study that says like oh by the way dark-skinned women are less likely mm-hmm. to wed yes. <laughs> you know and and not not because they aren't trying yeah. to fall in love. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, and so, as as much as as much as we have to hold ourselves accountable, we do also have to say, like, look, the our history, um, our history, uh, different policies, different understandings different world Mm -hmm. perspectives also um contribute to this tony morrison who Mm -hmm. you know i love forever (laughs) still like i I miss her like she's my grandmother you know um she's got this really really beautiful essay um entitled the slave body versus Mm -hmm. the black body and she basically she basically boils it down to the fact that like the problem with our skin it, and it's not mm-hmm. our problem. The problem that everybody else has with our skin um, is that although slavery has mm-hmm. ended, right. <laughs> they're the marker. They are, we are visible mm. markers. Um of when white people were like, we are superior. Mm. And so she's saying that the reason why the black body, who yeah. we are now as yes. black people, there's a consistent, a consistent struggle um, in society. She's like, the reason why is because they don't see us as, oh, mm-hmm. that's a black woman, that's a black man. What they're seeing is the slave body. Mm. Like they're still seeing us as they see that darker hue and they're like slave (laughs) like that inferior not human Mm -hmm. right like that is what they see and so if you are you know 
not even willful, but you have to participate, mm-hmm. right? Like you have to go to school, right. you have to go to work, you have to socialize, you have to go to church yeah. or a synagogue wherever, or yeah. wherever. Um, right, wherever you're going, like you have to, you're, you have to mingle, mm-hmm. you have to get along with people, you have to move in the world, you have to know how to navigate yeah. that world. And the thing is, if the world in which you are learning to navigate despises you because of the color mm-hmm. of your skin, that's that's a lot. And you yeah. internalize it. And I think colorism and futurism is is a byproduct of that internalized mm. hatred. That you say, I hate that they do this to me and I don't know what to do. You know what? Right. I'm going to do it to you. <laughs> you know, like you just, you swing the the gavel like up oh, yeah you, you get it next it's true so that's why in that in that regard you can see how it it's harder uh for darker toned mm-hmm. people i think you know like colorism it goes beyond personal anecdotes mm-hmm. there are consequences that are systemic and you know i just brought up a handful of ways yeah. in which yeah. You see that, you get that evidence. Um, but I think right now our biggest issue is that like, okay, well, and I think that's the question mm-hmm. that you have um, is how do we dispel the effects mm-hmm. of colorism, right? Like how do we, how do we take away its, yes. its teeth? Right, exactly. If you will. And I, I think for me, it's like, uh, first, you mm-hmm. have to name it, which, thanks to Alice Walker in, in 83, we now mm-hmm. have a name right. for the problem, exactly. right? So we've named it, and so now mm-hmm. we have to confront it. And how we're going to confront it, I mean, I, I've been seeing uh, different cases in in mainstream yeah. media that I'm like, okay, this is, this is looking good, where you see people mm-hmm. like Issa Rae, um, Daniel Kalua, like all these different people who are they're creating right. and maintaining um cultural yes. shifts, right? Like they're yes. shifting that balance, you know, like and I, I bring up Issa Rae because for a long time um in yes. black media if they're you know, we, we could think about like mm-hmm. Martin Lawrence show, right? Mm-hmm. right? The the never yes. ending Gina the versus day. Pam. Exactly. The fact that like Desirable. Gina is the mm-hmm. beautiful light skin, right? And Pam is big mouth and she's Call just, butt, you know, I mean, like, Martin used to like yeah. bark at her like <laughs> she was a dog, right? Like all sorts of things. Um, yes. Proud Dijanae. family, right? Like, so mm-hmm. you see how early it starts, right? Dijanae, she's loud. She's unwanted, yeah. right? Because like she's running down the guy yeah. who's just like, nah, I'm not mm-hmm. interested in you. Leave me alone. Get away. <laughs> right? Um, and here comes Issa Rae with Insecure, where like main, the two main dark uh, female characters yes. and they're are both, both dark like skin, the leads right? And love interests, right? Yeah, they're, they're yes, and mm-hmm. and they find love, they find love, they lose love, whatever their friendship, mm-hmm. it, you know, regular, they're in and out, yeah, just real like mm-hmm. real life regular people, but they're yes. both main characters, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's it. that she's someone who is responsible for you know creating that cultural shift something i Um, I do feel like um there was a shift that happened 
and correct me if I'm wrong, around, I want to say maybe 2017 or 2016 when it came to a darker skinned woman being desirable. Like we saw more darker skinned women on covers. Yes. And it was, like, it was almost like, yes. I don't want to call it an obsession, but it was almost it was like, surreal. Was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> her skin is so dark and so pure. And so, oh my goodness, it's so nice and it's so beautiful. And I'm like, mm -hmm. whoa, one since dark skins get all this love now, because I remember, you know, again, grow, growing up back in Brooklyn, like elementary school, it will, oh, it, I don't know if you remember this saying, but it used to be a real popular saying in our schools. And it was like, light skin is the right skin. And all this stuff. And it was just like, yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah. Light, light is, is bright. Light and is so right. It's yeah. like growing up and now and now that we're in this we're, this type of climate. And it's like we're seeing more darker skinned women as representations. We're seeing more covers. But you, you know, know, the the thing with Lupita mm -hmm. Nyango is twofold too though. Um and it's twofold because like at the 12 years a slave I mean it's twofold <laughs> it's twofold for me because I think mm -hmm. I was like oh this is great but then I was also like oh but she's a foreigner that's, that's um and so there's thing. that that's another thing right there's exotic. there's that layer of like yeah. she's exotic mm -hmm. she's so different right um how do we say yes. her name <laughs> uh and also one of the things we don't discuss when we talk about colorism and featureism oh, is is fat phobia yeah. right she's thin yeah. she's she's yeah. thick she's thin th skinny like she's yeah. she's really thin um and that's part of that that eurocentric mm -hmm. uh feature as well she's very slim right she can you know all her gowns right. half the time exactly. you know she ain't got no bra on mm -hmm. right but it's fine and <clears throat> That's that's something that we don't right. discuss often. Um, how how body fat plays a role into that as well. So she's ex she's acceptable for white people mm -hmm. because one she's a foreigner, mm -hmm. so she's exotic, she's strange. It's ooh, what is this? It's new. Um, yeah. And two, she's she's very thin. You know, so that and and that's not to take yeah, away from her beauty. Mm -hmm. She is a very beautiful woman. And she's yes, successful. She's yeah. a brilliant actress. We know this. Mm -hmm. So that's not to take away from that. But it's also, um, and I think she right. she's also very self-aware. Um, and so I think if she was to listen to this, she'd be like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. true. Um, you know, so it's, you know, we think about that as well. I think, but in addition to creating and maintaining those cultural shifts, I think also a lot of us, we just have to start looking for yeah. people who have already right. been doing the work mm -hmm. and just support them, right? Um, I think a lot of the times we sit yes. in our corner of the world, as I often say, and I'm like, you know, we sit in our corner mm -hmm. of the world and we're like, this is a problem. How is it right. that nobody knows that this is a problem? And, you know, we get on our, we get on our little soapbox and we're like, yeah. we have to tell the world that this is a problem. Sometimes we have to sit back and say, you know, if I think this is a problem, there might be 50,000 other true. people out there who thinks this is a problem. Maybe right. I should go see where they are right. and mm -hmm. see how I can help their efforts, right? Um, and, you know, to say you were talking earlier about um, mm. who becomes the face yeah, yeah. 
of the track mm-hmm. team of the cheerleading squad and i and i was it's so funny i was thinking about the black panther party for self defense <laughs> you know how i feel about yeah. them That's, they're the vanguard like you know like i i ride like i literally uh-huh. stood on tables in lecture halls and like uh-huh. shouted at the top of my lungs about how amazing they are and how important mm-hmm. uh, their politics were and their community building yeah. and the passion that they had for youth. Um, but I'm also aware mm. of how colorism worked there too. Yeah, Kathleen Cleaver, mm-hmm. Elaine Brown, face. Erica Huggins, mm-hmm. they became the right. face of the movement. And I mean, Kathleen Cleaver is... I mean, if you want Google right now, her. anybody who's listening, just Google her yeah. and look at her images from the 60s. Yeah. She, she pretty, pretty much <laughs> looks Irish. All right. Like <laughs> yeah. with an Afro. And so even mm-hmm. there, as much as much as I love them, um, as I've gotten older, right, I tend to right. quietly side eye that right. decision. I'm like, who, who mm-hmm. made her the face and why? You know, <laughs> so that's... Um, you know, I mean, we can even talk about like today's politics mm-hmm. and we could talk about Michelle Obama, um, former first lady, and we could talk about perhaps mm-hmm. if she was lighter skinned, yeah, people wouldn't have right. been so riled mm-hmm. up, right? You know, when she went out there in her sleeveless dress yeah. and they're like, oh my God, she's showing arms. And it's not that like she's showing arms. It's more of like, we don't <laughs> want to see black arms, you know? <laughs> um And I think, you know, she became a symbol, a beacon for average middle class black women, darker skinned black women who were like, wow, look, somebody like us Mm -hmm. is up there, you know, Um, and that that's important. Um, Mm -hmm. Representation is important important. Um, as long as as long as we don't get tangled Mm -hmm. and tied up like right there, like we can't just stop at like representation um we have to look at like i said the ways in which it affects our our economics how it affects our community building um how it deals with education you know um our love lives like we have to we have to look at these things and we have to actively Mm. hold ourselves accountable so that means every time that you you know you take a walk in the park and you see a little light-skinned baby you know, yeah. you don't go, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, of course, all babies are cute, right? But if you if you find that like your heart is skipping like several beats simply because the baby's light skin, you might want to like mm-hmm. say, you know what? I got to check Yeah, we that, have to check right? ourselves. Like, we have to, because we have to even when it comes check to ourselves. men, you know, and I've had to check myself too. Um, because there's, because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that, you know, there's no such thing as preference. Yes, everyone have the, has their preferences, but sometimes right. you have to kind of look back and see why is that, you know, you kind of have to see, well, why do I go for these types of, you know, skin, like men with uh, these type of skin, skin tones or features or even eye color um you know you have to kind of check that and I last year I started to check that within myself and um 2020 as a whole made I think me Mm -hmm. reflect on every aspect of my life 2020 if y'all some some things like I don't know what happened but 
honestly, it made me reflect on that part of my life. And it made me start to just view people um, as people. Like everyone is beautiful in their own way, you know? And yes, you are attracted to who you're attracted That's to. That's right. You, you love who you love, but at the same time. Yes, but... Right, but if your attraction, if your attraction is mm. um, is designed to to mm. target and exclude uh, mm-hmm. a particular group of people, why mm-hmm. you, you gotta because ask yourself why? Real, it's a um, real problem. Yes, you know, especially yes. if you look like them, because right? Now like it's like a problem with. Wait, do I not you know, think like, that I'm beautiful? Do I not think that I'm? De- you know, right. And and that's why I say it it is exactly. a matter um, of self perception, you know, because if you're if you're mm-hmm. a dark skinned father and you're a dark skinned mm-hmm. mother with their wide noses, right. full lips, made you, yeah, and you're like, and you love them, and then it's time for you mm-hmm. now to settle down, and you're like, all right, you so need to scratch ask that off exactly. the list. You you need to ask yourself why. Mm, that's the thing. And you need to be honest. <laughs> that's the thing, and sometimes you know, honesty and really putting the mirror to yourself, it's going to sting because, you know, I I wouldn't say the problem is the people that are outright ignorant and that, that are talking reckless on television or on social media, on whatever platforms they have. I would say the problem is the ones that are silent and it's hidden in their heart. I feel like that that those are the things and right and those those are the people that i believe yeah Mm -hmm. because they let a lot of things slide absolutely and um you know this this conversation is i feel so important because we've covered like different aspects um tonight with this conversation and um you know i I definitely want to do another part for this episode because I do believe that there's some other layers that, you know, we do need to discuss and that other, and people are asking about this. And one thing that I like, um, you know, is that us as a, a generation, especially, you know, the millennials and going into like, you know, the 30 age range, I feel like we are, trying some of us not all of us but I feel like some of us are trying to learn and we're trying to kind of better ourselves better our thinking because most of the times we weren't exposed to you know well this is this is right this is wrong or the way how you the way how you know sir you think about this is not all the way right you know what I mean and it's not until I went to college. It's not until yeah, I went to but I think more importantly, African American. I mean, um, history studies class. I would. I didn't know a lot, you know. But yeah, right. You were saying something before. Oh no, I was saying. Um, I think more so than you know our our quest for learning. I think a lot of it is just there are things that we've seen and we're like, this doesn't work. We know it doesn't work. Right. And we're just trying to disrupt the pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a and cycle. That's, that's and, really important. You know, I do believe that there are certain, there's cycles that do need to end. There's, you know, 
generational curses that I believe that we don't want to pass down and certain ways of thinking we don't want to pass down. And yeah, we're, you know, we're trying to learn and we're trying to do something about it. But um, yeah, it's not over yet. <laughs> um, I do, like I said, I do want to do another episode with this because I believe it's, it was, it's so good. And, you know, there's so many different like parts and there's so many different things that we can talk about individually like featureism individually or you know so there's things that we could talk about with this um this loaded because it is a loaded conversation because these are loaded topics so yeah and uh, i mean of course right. everyone has different mm -hmm. uh perspectives and experiences and is important right. to so yes the honor conversation so yeah um it's just getting started uh, on adultish <laughs> um it's just getting started and sadani again i thank you so much for even like participating and being a part of this i believe that um yeah, yeah <laughs> i know i'm, I'm typically anti-social but you know <laughs> Man, I never like, have a problem doing a favor for you, so. for me, man. And I, I like when I thought about this topic, and when I was like really, you know, taking some notes and looking into it, and even looking at you know now, and I was just like, this, she's the perfect person for me to like have this conversation with, um, you know, especially with you giving me my first lesson on what good hair was. I just was like, yeah, man, like this is because at the time, I, at the time, <laughs> right. That's right. Good time, hair is healthy hair, people. In my hair. And I remember like every time I would relax my hair, it always was just, it would like, it for long and I was just like I remember so like tired of it and you were like one of the first ones like to start going natural and you went natural and I was like yo you know yeah and I was horrible too because I didn't even do that yeah whole, like, let it grow yeah. I was like nah <laughs> cut that bad boy off like I'm good oh man but hey <laughs> I got in so much trouble now. oh boy <laughs> You flourishing now. So um, naturally. Yes, again, I um, you know, I'm I'm super glad that we, we started this conversation. Um, it needed to be talked about. And you guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this journey. Um, I hope that everyone has gained some type of knowledge from this because trust me, it's 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 a lot, but I believe that when you really sit and listen and have these conversations and you're open, that's the first thing we have to do is just be open to listening, to not just having a conversation, but to listening and not listen to respond, but listen to understand and gain that knowledge. Um, so you guys, again, thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part. And until next time, we thank you. This is Adultish. Pressure, pressure, pressure. The pressure, diamonds don't show without the guts and pressure. Make me all the better. Do you wanna be better? Do you wanna be better?